Welcome to the No Picks at the Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very special guest today. Uh, this young lady I met at one of my favorite restaurants, and uh, we struck up a conversation, and uh, she's just a great individual, bubbly personality, outgoing, very articulate, and just really just positive, outgoing person. And we struck up a conversation, and, and I was like, you have to be on the podcast. You're just really great, but I'm happy what you're doing in the community neighborhood. But Miss Meg, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I really am. Um, the rain is cleansing to me, honestly, and um, just feeling super energized. Well, I appreciate you coming on Notebook of the Dark podcast. And I um, want to know, like, give people a little bit about you. Where are you from? Where you live? Um, have you always lived in Maryland? Just go ahead. You can talk a little bit. Yeah, so I live in um, Hartford County in Forest Hill right now. We absolutely love it. Literally, our backyard is like, like this is our front. I mean, just like our front yard has so much space and it's beautiful and I can appreciate it through all of this quarantine right now. Um, uh, it is far away from where I grew up, which is Arcadia, uh, Lauraville area in Hamilton, Baltimore City. Um, I, I love it there. I love my neighborhood that I grew in, grew up on. I grew up on Iona Terrace, which is just such a quaint little street. It's like suburbia and it's, it's beautiful. And the community that is rising there, I'm so proud of. I am a mom. I am a partner. Um, I love my family. I love my friends. Uh, my community is everything. And yeah, and I just, I, I just try to stay positive. I try to find positive in all the negatives because there's too much negative that people talk about. Well, thank you. I appreciate for that. That was a great walk. That was beautiful. Um, and what did we have you on today? It's because you are a doula. Okay. A doula. And, you know, with everything going on in society right now, you know, um, with the COVID-19, certain states right now have uh, restrictions. Uh, they, certain spouses can't go in when the wife is in birth. And that's an issue that's arising and that's very near and dear to your heart. I actually did a little research and I had a good friend who had doula it's in California and their doula is unable to go into the um, birth. And, you know, so giving people, people are like doula, I've never heard of a doula. Some might, some might, some do, some might. So this is where you could take over. What's the doula? What's the doula? Awesome. I'm happy to um, <clears throat> to tell you. So a doula um, and a midwife get mixed up a whole bunch. And a doula is completely different from a, mid a midwife. A midwife is the more medical side. Um, we'll be there to um, just kind of be the professional um, kind of doctor in, in the room. Um, midwives, I, I think, are just a little bit more... Um, it's more personal when you go to see a midwife, but that's just my opinion. Um, and then a doula is a more of a support person. Um, I am there for informational support, physical, emotional. I'm there for your partner to make sure that they get breaks. And I just try to be a continuous support no matter what. And I I love it. It's it's really beautiful job. I was a nanny before this and I would take my daughter to work with me, which was great, but that really got exhausting. And it was really hard to share that connection with her and another child. So I decided that being a stay-at-home mom and having the doula career would be 
better for me. I co-parent, so it's nice when I get called to birth while she's with her dad. Um, I don't have to worry about care, but my partner right now is amazing and we have a great community to rely on because with being a birth doula, you are on call and you have to make sure that you have back up at two o'clock in the morning until four o'clock the next day. Sometimes you have to make sure that you have that strong, stable community. I absolutely love my job. I have a passion for it. And watching these birthing people become warriors in their most vulnerable moments is really something beautiful to watch. So where, um, like, how did you really say, I want to become a doula? Like, where does that happen? I mean, I'm just curious, like, there's a one so did you see somebody who was a doula that you're like, oh, I want to be a doula. That's pretty cool. Or did, I mean, it's always something that something triggers for somebody to, to jump into something. Absolutely. I I had a doula at my birth and I loved her and she provided me with so much support. And then I became really close with the birth working community in Baltimore. Uh, chiropractors, midwives, other doulas, lactation consultants the people that really matter when it comes to birthing a baby and postpartum. They all became such great friends of mine and I'm such a healer. I would have little gatherings at my house where we would have, um, you know, release ceremonies and get things off of our back. And so I, I always felt like I was a healer more so than anything else. So as I was leaving my nanny job, um, you know, actually the person I was working for said, you know, you should just become a doula. You're so amazing. You care so much about me. And, you know, that's just, it's hard to find. And so I started looking into it. I started asking a lot of my birth worker friends and they agreed. They said I'd make a great doula. Um, I was kind of perfect for the job. And so I started training with a company called Madrilla and they are online training. It's been absolutely fabulous and I'm learning so much, but let's be real. You have to learn from experience, right? So nice. So how long have uh, you been taking classes for? Yeah, so I've been in classes since June, um, and you know it, it is a process being a stay-at-home parent and working at the same time and trying to study and, and focus on you. Um, so I try to do most of my studying when she's with her dad, but it's been a wonderful experience. I've attended a ton of births since then, and I, I feel so prepared for whatever comes at me because birth is so unpredictable. So, so you've been in the birth situation. So you've been there actually when a woman has had birth, correct? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And what would you just, what would you describe your style uh, for, you know, birthing, you know, say if there's a woman out there, um, there's a couple out there saying, Hey, we we're looking to do a doula. How would you, you know, like, this is your time to say, Hey, how, how would you tell them express your style of doing things? Yeah. So I'm more of a mindful doula. I really believe in breathing exercises. I believe in releasing a lot of tension from your body to make sure that it's easier to, for you to relax. Um, I believe in the power of meditation and utilizing, um, you know, your mind to be in a present mode to say yes to what's happening within your body and to surrendering. I also really believe that the partners matter so much. And when you can show them how to do a comfort measure, when you can show them that their position matters through all of this, that I think parents love to hear, you know, because sometimes the partner's forgotten about and partners can develop PTSD as well from postpartum, you know, so. Now, how long does a person have to train to become a doula? Is there like a, is there like a six month time period or is it more or less, on-the-job training? How does that work? 
Yeah, so I mean, you could shadow under other doulas um, and with your training, you have to attend a certain amount of births for this. Um, I'm also with a VBAC um, training certification as well, which VBAC is vaginal birth after cesarean. And there are a lot of myths out there about it. And so I wanted to be as, as, as informed as possible. Um, so, and I'm still doing that right now, three months later. Um, you know, you could go to a class and then you could take an exam and, you know, that class is like two days long. And then, you know, you, it, it all depends really on what you can spend, honestly, and, um, and how much time that you'd like to get it done in. Now, when you say pretty much you have to be on call 24-7, um, what's some stories that you've heard or you've been a part of where it just happened and you per person or you got a call like at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning? Have you heard anything like that? Yeah, so, I mean, there that birth loves to happen in the middle of the night. Let's be real. That's when our bodies are most relaxed and that's when the baby says, okay, I think it's a good time. So, you know, you ha I have gotten that call, you know, at 1030 at night, right before I'm about to lay down and get ready for bed. And I have to get right back up and I have to make sure that my energy is present, which <laughs> I love to listen to like Ludacris on my way to births. He's just so fun. And I love singing all of his songs. Um, and that helps me get in the mode. But yeah, I mean, one time I've been at Taco Tuesday, like at a friend's house and I just got a call and I was like, okay, I actually have to go. <laughs> so. I love that. I love hearing those stories. That, that is awesome. Now, going into what we're dealing with right now, society, what's the, what's the doula's role now? I mean, meaning, say, I don't know how, I don't know Marilyn. I don't know if Marilyn has said that, you know, you can or cannot, the partner or a doula also could be in the labor. Do you know anything, what's going on with Marilyn? And also, what's the, what's the role that doulas play right now in society where they can't be in the labor? Absolutely. There are a majority of hospitals that are allowing only one support person in. And that 90% is the, of the time is the partner, you know, which is wonderful. Um, there are a few who allow doulas to, you know, come into the hospital, but you have to show your certification. You have, they have to make sure that you're, you know, a, I mean, we're not really looked at as essential right now. And it's kind of like the job doula has been forgotten to a lot of other doulas right now, because, um, you know, with only one birthing person going in there, there's panic, you know, there's, there's miss, you know, nobody's really informed on that. Um, virtual doulas can still take place. So a lot of doulas have switched their packages from in-person to virtual. And that has been, absolutely wonderful um, to be a doula in the hospital room with, um, you know, your clients and you're the only one not wearing a mask. So you get that personal touch, you know, you get, you have a, a partner with an ear earbud in their ear. So you can constantly be telling them, hey, do you remember what we talked about with her leaning over the birth ball and you massaging the back of her um, pelvis, you know, where her hips are, even her sacrum, putting some pressure on there, you know, just, just little things. Um, the partners are sometimes more visual learners and it's nice to just show them a picture and say, hey, do you remember this picture? Let's try that. Hey, do you remember this breathing exercise? Let's try that. So a lot of doulas have transformed their packages to virtual and um, and that and, and that seems to be working out well, you know? It's just, it's just that a lot of people don't really know what doulas are. They've heard of them, but nobody really takes the time to, you know, um, educate themselves on it. Yeah, I mean, like I had heard of them before and, you know, it's one of those things that I was 
you know, I, I always thought like a midwife, like you said, like a midwife or things of that nature. Um, but you know, there's you, there's a place in society for this. And do you find it hard to find clients nowadays, or more clients are knocking on the door because, you know, they can't be in a hospital. You know, the the, the husband or the partner or the wife or whoever it may be can't be there. Uh, are are doulas becoming more popular right now, or what? Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Again, I think it's, I think it's all within like what community you're in really, you know, um, and what, what time you take to educate yourselves. I mean, uh, me as a doula, I, so I have my own company and I've only been in it for a year. I have mindful phases. Um, I'm a birth and postpartum doula and, um, we can talk about that in a minute, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really hard, honestly, to find clients because a lot of people are scared, um, you know, to, to kind of look into um, having another person there or, or they have other fears about it that, that we just don't know. Um, and, and you can only try to tell people so much about, you know, what a doula is and how valuable we are. So I think, um, I think a lot of other doulas who have a lot more experience than I do, you know, 10 years into it, they, they, they're getting clients as well, but some clients have, you know, dropped out of the contract altogether and asked for some money back. And so, um, again, I just, I really think that it all depends on what community that you're in, um, you know, and how much talk about a doula there is with it. Well, you said something very, very important. Uh, you've been saying a lot of everything very important, but you said something postpartum doula. Let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, postpartum is so important. I mean, sometimes, I'm, I don't know, me personally, I think postpartum is even more important than birth. Um, that's your healing. That's when you have your human outside of your womb with you. That's when, um, you know, a lot of these birthing people feel um, pressure to just get back into it after having a baby and don't take time to heal. And in other cultures, people are in bed for 40 days and they have um, their partner's mother and their mother coming um, at separate times to make sure that the meals are cooked, that other kids are taking care of, that the mama has so much space um, held for her through this time to talk about her birth and breastfeeding and newborn care and all of the things that really, really matter to where it can affect your mental state. Your postpartum depression is real. It was maternal mental, um, maternal mental health week last week. And um, the rates of postpartum depression are just so high, even in partners. So, you know, post, I can't, I can't express enough. Postpartum period is so important to heal from. Yeah, always, you know, that, that's very, very important. Um, postpartum, I would say a lot of people, you know, a lot of partners and, you know, just have to be very supportive. And that's always great to have another person being very supportive, you know, being there. Now, do you see yourself doing like being a dual head? Do you have a, somebody who works behind you? Just say, for instance, you got sick. Do you have like a backup doula there for you? How does that work out with that? Also? Absolutely. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so with the womb room that I work for, there are four doulas there. Um, three are of birth. So if I cannot make a birth, one of them can do it, which is amazing. Uh, with the nurturing route, I also work for in Maryland. Um, they have the same exact thing going on. They have multiple birth and postpartum doulas. With my own business, I would highly, um, you know, rely on one of my other doula friends to do this, let them know in advance, um, let my client meet them, let them see their website, everything like that. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I haven't missed a birth yet. <laughs> I don't intend to, but if it does, you know, it is nice to, again, have that community of birth, of birth workers. So 
I, one of the big things I really want to stress is that, you know, this is a great service. Uh, do you, could, do you ever promote on Facebook or do you promote on like, uh, LinkedIn? How does it work? Is it just word of mouth? How people go about, you know, getting business for being a doula? So it it is word of mouth. As you know, a business owner, it is so important. It's probably the most important marketing piece that you can do for yourself is to go out there and meet people that work in your same field, um, you know, get to know each other, get to like each other so that when it comes time to refer a client to that person, you can do it because you like them and you've met them, you know? Um, so word of mouth is so huge. And I've really been taking time during this quarantine to talk to other doulas and to talk to midwives and just make sure that we know each other and we can refer, um, other clients to each other. Uh, Facebook is definitely in there as well. Um, I'm not so big on Instagram, but I have to be because so many of my friends are like, you have to get on there. It's like a whole new clientele. I do have my own website and um, I do Google as well. So. No, it's interesting because I was just talking with um, a young lady who runs this company called Millennial Marketing. And uh, we were talking about marketing and she does a lot of Instagram, Facebook, marketing uh, classes for people, like business like ourselves and, you know, to get their, get their name out there. She does it in Hartford County, how about you? And she has a lot of clients in Hartford County, Bel Air area. And she was saying that Facebook is still the number one place to promote. And Instagram is a whole nother, whole nother ball game, like you're saying. Uh, it's, a diff- it's a different crowd, Instagram. Uh, and she was just saying that she's more of an Instagram person, but she realizes that Facebook is the place to be still. And so it's always interesting when I hear people and see people doing the marketing. I like, and I, I had a cousin that I didn't know was a doula. And, you know, it's funny because you and I were spoken in the past and, and I look back and I was like, oh, she's, she was there for a birth and it was there and it was like a water birth and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, that's pretty cool. So what do you see, foresee yourself, your business going in the next two or three years? I mean, right now, what are you, what are, what are some of your goals you want to accomplish being a doula right now? Um, I would, I would love to um, have more of a presence out there and I just want people to, whether it's meeting me and um, I've been doing like virtual birth affirmations on Facebook events and that's been free because let's be real words are so powerful. And if you can look up in a vulnerable moment during your labor and see what you've written, that's so great. And so even if it's just meetings of those free events with me where they can ask me questions, I, I just want the presence of like a doula known. I really do. I want it out there. Um, and if it's me, that's great too. You know, um, I really love more mindfulness practices involved as well. Um, home births for sure. I, I'd love to just keep being with my community and keep building each other up and, and just being there for each other, keep being there for birthing people and their partners and their families and, and, and I'd, I'd love to, you know, be able to have four clients a month and, and make really good money. Because let's be real, when you first hire a doula, you're paying half of it to, it's a, called a retainer fee, you know. And so you're getting this doula to put you in her calendar and make sure that you're there. And that's all that you pay is half. And then you pay the next half at 36 weeks, which is actually really wonderful, um, considering that some packages are $900 to like $1,600, you know, and to only 
pay half of that. It's great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think right now I'm just trying to focus on, on building myself up with the community and making sure that we're all on the same page and we all share the same passions and, and, and want the same things for, for each other and for our clients. And the, like, what do you say to people during this time where COV, COVID-19 is out? I want a doula, but I'm not sure right now because I don't know if I want you in my house right now. I don't know, you know, how are you taking safety precautions as far as, all right, if we're going to accept you in my house, are you, you know, cover, like, are you doing safety precautions? How are you assuring that person that wants to hire you? I've been quarantined. I've been taking care of myself. Like, what things are you doing? Yeah, that's so important. And I mean, washing your hands is like number one. I don't understand why people haven't been washing their hands. I just, I don't get it. Um, you know, and so I, I really do. I try to wash my hands even more than I already was. Um, I am a firm believer in steaming. And so I've been putting lots of disinfecting herbs into a pot. And if I'm feeling the littlest bit of my allergies, like a scratch on my throat, anything, I literally just throw a towel over my head and I sit with that pot that's been simmering in really hot water. And I just steam it up on my face. I feel sweat. I feel all the toxins coming out and I can't tell you how better, how much better I feel. So that, that's something that I try to do like once or twice a week. I do make sure to stay at my house. I, I don't go and see anybody. My kid only goes back and forth um, from me to her dad. And, you know, I mean, it's just, I take my supplements. I, I take, you know, and if I do see a client, I make sure that they know what schedule we're going to be on so that I can tell another client, hey, here's what's happening. I have this client right now. I'm going in person to see them for postpartum work. Um, you know, I can schedule for next week or if you're okay with me coming I can do that too you know I think it's just all about honesty you know and trust and making sure that like um we tell each other when there's the littlest bit of a symptom or anything like that you know um I will wear a mask in your house if you'd like me to but if you don't and you want a personal touch like that's great too you know um it, I, I really let my clients decide on what they think is best with, with what's happening and I just try to maintain my healthy um lifestyle how can we find you online? How can we find you so I can, we can promote your promote what you got going on? Please tell the audience where we can find you. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so I am on Facebook, um, Mindful Phases, Birth and Postpartum Support. So you can like my Facebook page. I am on Instagram, uh, Mindful Phases Doula Support on Instagram. My website is www.mindfulphasesdoulawork.com. And then, you know, you can find everything that you need from birth to postpartum to meditations, belly binding, little, um, you know, couple meditations, all of that is on my website. Um, I'm on Google as well. And I know this is cliche to ask, but what is the average cost for you, for anybody hiring a doula? Not saying your price, but you can just give me a, a ballpark. No, I think that's such an important question because let's be real, um, people do care about money and and spending it on what they feel is right to do, you know, which is why I mentioned the whole paying half up front and then paying um, the other half at 36 weeks because, you know, uh, the average doula package, literally a postpartum, okay, so as a postpartum doula, I charge $35 an hour. I do. Um, but that's how much I feel like I'm worth. Some doulas charge up to $60 an hour. It all depends on where you live as well. Some doulas charge $15 an hour. You know, um, a birth doula can charge anywhere from $250 a package to 
$2,100 a package. It all depends on, on what's included in your packages and, um, and honestly what you feel your worth is and, and, your, and your time is worth. Thank you so much, Ms. Meg. I appreciate you coming on, stepping in the No Picks or Dark podcast. And um, I want you to be safe out there. And uh, we really appreciate you educating our listeners on doulas. And, you know, if they have any questions, I will definitely have everything on my, on my page when this podcast does come out. And uh, again, we appreciate you and for highlighting businesses in Maryland. And you have a great business going on. And we really appreciate you being in Northeast Baltimore, former resident, always, always a member, always a member of the family uh, in, in the area and represent Arcadia Baltimore to the fullest. And um, without further ado, uh, we, we're going to head out. Thank you, Aaron, so much. It's been truly a pleasure. Thank you. Stay well. All right. Stay well, folks. <laughs> <laughs>